Hello, everyone. Quickly, before I start, I wanted to let you know that I'm aware of the audio issues that I'm having. I don't know why it sounds like I'm talking into a tin can, but I've decided just to completely remove the program that I normally use for recording, and I'm going to start fresh. So if anybody has any ideas of what I should use, please let me know. DM me, email me, do whatever, send a carrier pigeon. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much. Now, let's get into the show. Well, it's episode two, and Michelle's already crying, debating whether she should have hopped on this particular train wreck to find love, and I'm not happy about it, people. There's some sort of weird protective instinct I have when it comes to her, and I'm slowly beginning to not like or trust any of her cast. Some guy in Austin and I dig through the roster to see who is a chotch and who may be worthy of Michelle's time. Pizza Peter, definite chotch. Rick, I think he's a potential chotch. Something's something's up with him, y'all. Jamie, nice guy turned chotch. Anyone named Chris, definite chotch. And at some point, we realize it's easier to name the ones who aren't complete jack wagons. Can you guess our number one and our number two guys? Obviously, Mr. Basketball and Mr. Tallman are the ones to beat. Sorry, Rodney, you're my boy. Go Granny Smooth! Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 239 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with some guy in Austin. Welcome back. Um, Thanks. I would like to thank Laura for sitting in for me. Um, (laughs) Actually, how many episodes have we done? A few hundred or a couple hundred, you and me, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the first one I missed. It was inevitable. I was, um, I guess, stuck on a runway for a couple hours and then just Mm. stuck and I couldn't get anywhere to record. So I appreciate you being flexible and adapting. Yeah, it was I, good. I did listen, and it, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a good episode. I did mention though that um, in my absence, there were a lot of male anatomy references that could have been made that were were sorely overlooked. But I'll, I'll give you guys a pass though. Yes, the whole yardstick thing. And I just, I also want to thank my legions of fans <laughs> who reached out and you know checked on me. <laughs> They are very nice and attentive. Yes. It was it was sweet of them to reach out to you and hope lost, that you're okay. Uh, I lost more followers last week than that chotch. <laughs> that, was that guy's name? I already forgot his name. Brandon? Is that his name? Brendan. Big Brendan. Difference. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so it's uh, it's it's been a weird season so far. I have I have some thoughts, and I'm excited to be back. But uh, thank you for being tolerant last week. I wanted to do a few housekeeping things here at the beginning because we've had two big announcements since over the weekend, I guess. And one of them is that Katie and Blake are no longer together. How do you react to this news? First of all, I think you need to remind me along with everyone else who Katie Katie and Blake are. (laughs) That's the last Bachelorette, right? (laughs) Indeed, yes. Yeah. So I and just Blake with the beard, and yeah. she chose him over Greg, who you know left. Yeah, I think they spent a collective, more collective time together on the show, apparently, from what I read, than they did <laughs> after the show because he was on the. Remember, he was going to Europe or something, and right Africa just, or something. Yeah, and, hit, so, and her aunt was really worried about that. Yeah. Well, you know, Aunt Jenny was right because uh, it didn't work. Sadly, um, they issued the standard, you know, it, it is with the utmost mutual respect, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you know, so it's over, man. It's uh, I thought Blake would uh, get divorced from his beard before he would. Hate <laughs> Here's the deal, though. Everybody's saying, oh, this is a sh- shocker. Very. It's not a shocker, obviously. Mm-hmm. I personally thought, though, that they would last longer than three months. I thought they'd at least try to push it to the six-month mark before they gave it up. 
Yeah, I don't know what the um, what the contractual given the ring back time period is, but you would figure they would wait, you know, until she fully owned the ring or something. Right. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not sad about it. I think both of them will be fine. She's very sex forward or whatever it is, and um, he's very fireman forward or whatever he is, and uh, I'm sure they'll do well. He's Canadian. He's the wildlife oh. guy. No, I can't wait to see either one of them on the next episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Let's just Absolutely. You know they'll both be there. I would also like to point out that uh, our host, Chris Harrison, proposed to his lady friend over the weekend. Listen, I was going to bring that up because I know you probably – I'm surprised you didn't choke on that, uh, mm-hmm. getting it out of your, your uh, vocal cords there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, congratulations to Chris Harrison. Yeah. And and what's her name? And it looked like a it looked like a lovely proposal. I mean, he was down on one knee in Napa Valley in a in an overlook of some sort with mm. blue pants on, light blue pants, and she just looked radiant. She did. Do you think it's an Uncle Neil ring he proposed with? Well, I don't know what he took from the show, you know. So maybe it was a prop ring or something, and they're going to work that out later. But uh, you know, good for them. It's uh, apparently been dating three years, and um, you know I wish them all the happiness in the world. Now I'm really compelled to see where his house is in Austin. Here he's building one apparently in Barton Creek, which is not too far from my house. I might have to do a little light stalking. Well, yes, do that, and then y'all could have potluck dinners and be cool neighbors and stuff like that. Right. I hope to see him around the men's locker room. You know, but it's not really. <laughs> It's not really helpful to me anymore now that he's engaged. So I'd like to switch back to Zachary Levi, who also lives in your backyard. And you and Mrs. Some Guy need to make that happen. Well, that's fine. Me. But just the only the only glimmer of hope I'd like to give you is that uh, Blake and Katie were also engaged. So True. You know. Hey, the other thing I wanted to bring up before we dig into the show, I sent you a picture yesterday that was fairly shocking that I came mm-hmm. across on online. Do you remember it? I do, Yes. So just to reset it, I'm sure you're going to post it in your show notes. Can I be presumptive? Yeah, sure. Okay. So the show, the, the, the picture is going to be of a woman um, who is heavily plastic surgeried um, in a bunny ears, a bunny half shirt, and some tiny shorts yeah. with a, some sort of bunny tail. I think it's a Halloween costume, to be fair. Right. Um, but I didn't recognize this person at all. In fact, not even remotely did I say that is someone I've ever seen in my entire life before until I saw the uh, label below her um, hoo-ha in the picture. <laughs> now, there's two words there, and those words are Corinne Olympios. Do we remember Corinne? Yes, Corinne had the platinum vagine. That's right. And she left uh, left uh, somebody in the woods in a voodoo yes. uh, spell. <laughs> And um, she was very spoiled. She lived in Miami. She had a, a, a nanny when she was like 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she was sort of the star of that season, sort of the Demi Burnett yes. of her season, right? Yes. And she did parlay that into a bunch of bachelorette, bachelor type of appearances on various things and some commercials, if I'm not incorrect. But she has had so much plastic surgery. I mean, she makes Caitlin look like she never had a lick of surgery on her. She's totally unrecognizable. She really is. She has an Ariana Grande look about her now. Yeah, she looks in, so in fact, that's she who was... I thought it was when you yeah. first sent it to me. And I'm thinking, why is he sending me this? And then I read the tag under the hoo-ha as well. And it took me, because it was such, she looked so different, it took me a hot second to connect Corinne who who Corinne was to the face that I was looking at, it's that drastic. I mean, it looks like she had like a zipper installed in the back of her head. You know, <laughs> it, her face is so tight. Her lips are so plump. And you're right. She's got kind of that Asian, um, the Asian eye kind of thing. She had her eyes mm-hmm. reshaped like the Ariana Grande thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I, it's just shocking that, that that's even possible. But uh, God bless her plastic surgeon. And, and she's uh, so young. Why did she know, need just, all that? I hope she doesn't laugh too hard and pop her face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
She was also dressed up as Space Jam. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Some kind of bunny ears with yeah, the bunny. Yeah, bunny. Yeah. Gosh. Well, you know. Well, you know, it is, it is Halloween this weekend, and uh, it's it, we, we, yeah. we should not fail to mention that uh, there's going to be a lot of sexy nurses, mm, mm, uh, mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm, of sexy mm-hmm. police officers, yes, um, a lot of sexy leprechauns, a lot of sexy, well, just put, leprechauns. just pick <laughs> Well, pick, pick any anything and put you the word be, sex yes, in front of it. Any woodland yeah. creature or yeah, domestic just, animal, right. or, or public servant, like like mm-hmm. you know, doctor, mm-hmm. fireman, nurse, mm-hmm. fireman. Yes. What so, are you um, dressing up as? Uh, a cranky lawyer. <laughs> Probably the most accurate costume you'll see all weekend. Do y'all have <laughs> trick or treaters come to your house? You know, the, the best part about living in my neighborhood, I live in a neighborhood called Northwest Hills. Oh, and, and nobody uh, wants to climb the hill to your house. That's right. The, the, hills, <laughs> the hills in my house, I mean, I, I live, we live at the bottom of the neighborhood. Um, and so to get literally anywhere in my neighborhood, you have to go up. And, and it is. It is. You, the average person cannot ride a bike. Up my, up my street, the average person cannot walk without stopping. I mean, it is a, it, there are Jeez. three or four serious hills at the bottom. Or at the, <laughs> so we don't get any trick-or-treaters because the kids just, the I think it's more the parents than the kids. Have we ever talked about a Halloween contest, if you've won a Halloween contest before? We have. Remember I won an Elvis and, Elvis. Uh, my ex-girlfriend and I did Elvis and Priscilla. Yeah, and Priscilla. I won. Yeah, I did that. And you won for being a roller skate or something, or what were you? Oh, the Christmas tree. <laughs> Christmas tree, and you had uh, you had uh, balls on your feet. I had presents on my feet and ah, a star okay. on my head. Yeah, balls okay. on my feet. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, the balls, balls were hanging all over. Yeah. Speaking of hanging feet. balls, let's talk yes. about this episode. Let's talk about <laughs> the first group date and how Michelle was given three small fifth grade thespians of the Los yeah. Angeles theater. Yeah. whatever and they were supposed to teach the guy or I guess Michelle said you can learn a lot from a, a guy sitting in a classroom setting and so the guys have to do math and a chemistry lab and spelling on demand just to and, see and if they know chairs. these basic skills and musical chairs which I don't know oh, I don't musical know. chairs I, I even blocked that out because it was so dumb I think that is it, do you feel as an educator, a fifth grade educator, Michelle is turned off by the people who cannot multiply 2021 by 18? Yes. I do too. Um, because uh, that's something you can do in your head, first of all, and I'm not good at math. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also... <laughs> One guy, I can't. Who's the pizza guy? We're going to talk about that. He he was so off. Like it's one thing to you know forget to carry Carry the wine or or something like that. It's another thing to be thousands of (laughs) of numbers off. And he wasn't even close. No. And and then he just proceeded to to show his true colors, and you could see it in her face. She was very unimpressed. Oh, absolutely. I think. Spelling is a little bit different. And maybe I say that because I'm such a horrific speller and I want to people to think that I'm smart, even though I don't, I can't spell very well. And I love a spell check and, you know, people can say the same thing about math and we have a calculator now and that's helpful. Everybody has a calculator at their disposal with their phone, but I do believe you need to know basic fifth grade multiplication. Um, I agree, but here's the thing about spelling. Number one is, I think people have, and and this is more pronounced than when you and I were in school, but um, people have learning disabilities like dyslexia and things like that, even in mild form, will prevent the brain from from translating certain sounds and things. I've learned this over the years, and um, so yeah, so that's one. It's like one, you know, one or two of those guys might have had an issue like that, and so you Mm -hmm. don't want to exploit that. Right. Um, but the second thing is with spelling is, especially in the English language, it's sort of amorphous. You know, you, there, there's more than one answer you could have either phonetically or maybe it's an IE or an EI or whatever. But math is math. Yeah. 
you know, two times two is always, always the same four. answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I, I would be more forgiving in spelling than in math is my point. Yes, me too. And then in chemistry, that wasn't necessarily, do you know the periodic chart? But it was, as the little girl Mia pointed out over and over again, it's simply following directions. <laughs> if you just follow the directions on your paper, you end with this explosion of foam in your beaker. And that means yeah. you succeeded. And, and so yeah, Peter's sitting part. there with his beaker trying to stir things up. What's up, man? Why isn't mine working? Abracadabra. And she's like, you didn't follow the directions. Yeah, Which, it was basically attention to detail, simple attention to detail. Simple you know? attention to detail. And what is very Peter of the moment is that he's telling in his talking head, he's killing the day. He is just killing the day. He's slaying it. He's making Michelle laugh. He is pulling focus. He's being just the funny man. And spoiler alert, Michelle is not thinking he's slaying it and neither do any other of the guys. He's being a chotch and it's annoying. And so then you start to think, well, is this insecurity? Is he doing this because he really doesn't know how to do the math? He doesn't know how to spell the word. He doesn't know how to follow the directions. But he, I, I truly think he's such a chotch. He thinks he's on fire. So when they do have the spelling portion and Michelle says spell narcissist, and he gets it wrong, but Will, who is beside Peter, writes down the word Peter as that answer to spell narcissist. And Which everybody kind of laughs. It's very Which... funny. Do you think Will was being funny or do you think Will was poking the pizza? For, first of all, Will looks like the guy that starred in Breakin' and Breakin' 2. Oh, what was nice. that guy's name? Electric Boogaloo. Sure. Turbo, yeah, okay, like okay. and he also looks like a—he uh, he reminds me of Prince as well. He um, does. Great call, great call. Yeah. That but, that permy black hair on top, and he's kind of a petite man. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think he was chosen by his handler to poke the bear, and okay. um, he did. It, he didn't have to poke that guy too hard to get nope. him upset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just blow on him pretty much and say. <laughs> I don't like pizza, and that was pretty much it. But the well, best part was the with the the chach argument, the staged yes. argument that they had. Oh and, my god! And Will just went to after trying to reason with the guy, then it escalated. He just said over and over how sick of hearing about pizza he was. <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest thing. That's the perfect dig. I'm yeah. so sick of hearing about pizza. Here's yeah. here's what happened. During the cocktail party, Peter says to Will, bruh, can we go, bro, can we go talk about this? And they do, and they just bro each other to death. But it's at a very high volume. So when Michelle is one-on-one-ing with somebody else, you can hear in the background audio, Peter. And how do we know it's Peter? Because Peter has such a thick New Jersey accent. And he's tossing out bro every other word. So she can hear that Peter is arguing with somebody. She doesn't know who. And then she brings him over and gives him an opportunity to explain. Because she said, man, that was loud. Sounded like an altercation. What's going on? And Peter says that he thought it was disrespectful of Will to call him a narcissist in front of Michelle, in front of the group, and in front of the children. That was not appropriate. And Michelle treated him like a fifth grader and said, okay, you need to go off by yourself and take a few minutes to calm your nerves and center. And then maybe I'll see you. Yeah. I thought that was funny because, um, she, had she been even remotely emotionally invested in anything that guy would have said. She just wanted to be, she was like, I just need you to go away from me. Yes, just be quiet. Do you know how to do that? And then, of course, Peter thinks that his whole game is now off because Will called him a narcissist. But he never had the game to begin with, which is, is what... You know, that's the definition of a narcissist. He had no idea that he wasn't yep. doing well at all. And everybody sure. is annoyed by him. I'm sure there's some pizza groupies somewhere that think that. 
hung the they pizza pie. The eyes are so pretty. His eyes yeah. are so pretty. Exactly. What did you think about Rick? Who I still there's something about him. I can't put my finger on it. He's something something about Rick. I just don't know what it is. It's those intense eyes. What did you think about his homemade Mad Libs? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm just trying to find the words, ironically, to talk about Mad Libs. <laughs> Rick's a, Mad Libs were yeah. blank. I'm trying to think of a noun or an adjective to... <laughs> Have you done those like as an adult? Yes. Um, and I don't know if you've done them with someone like me, but you know, every word is filthy and it's just, <laughs> yeah, I just, everybody needs a shtick, but a lot of these guys like Rick or whatever, it's, that's got to sound like such a good idea in your head, you know, and then you mm -hmm. get there and you do the Mad Libs and you think, what am I doing? Here's the deal though. I think it worked. And right. I, it was I, definitely an icebreaker because she treated it that way. Yes. I think it worked because in his mind, he thought, he, he presented it as, I've got a little homework I need to do. Right. And I'd like your help. And, right. oh, because she's a teacher. And, right. and then they're using words. And now, now that we're learning things. Works that end in L-Y. Um, I, I, I think that where he won and where he put a little extra thought into it. Cause at the very end, the last line was at the end of the night, they shared a blank kiss. Now, most people would have said at the end of the night, they shared a blank and you would want her to, you know, that's the he 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 part of it. Oh, I'm going to write in kiss. And, but you could be funny and say they shared a high five. They shared a hug. They shared a, what a, a meal together. But he made it to where the kiss was going to happen. She just got to dictate what kind of kiss it was. And I thought that was pretty smart of him. That would have been great if she just said non-existent. <laughs> An invisible, imaginary. <laughs> I will say it was not a good kiss. I don't think Rick can kiss. No, I, th I think she, to your point, I, I think it did work, but because she allowed it to work, right? She's mm -hmm. like, oh, ha ha, I'm the teacher. We're going to do this. And I think yeah. she's sort of playing into what these guys were told to do. But hokey idea, but you're right. It got yeah. got the guy kiss, and that's got what the, kiss. the purpose was. Brandon was the one who received the one-on-one -on -one rose. Do you feel like he deserved it? He got a date rose, so you got to think he's in the mix. I don't think yeah. he's better than Basketball Joe or mm -hmm. Nate. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, just wondering if you think he's like top five, top six material. I'll go top five. I mean, he okay. got a date rose and he, she seemed um, comfortable with him. Right. Yes. I agree. So. I agree. I found it interesting that she gave him the rose for being authentic because she was sort of ribbing him about how he didn't know math. And he, he came back to her with, Oh, I'm just going to try my hardest whenever I'm around you. And, then he I was thought, staring at her weird, and she said, why are you staring at me? Oh, I'm just trying to memorize your features when I yeah. dream tonight. And she interrupted him and said, uh, that's a terrible pickup line. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, thank you. <laughs> she's much smarter than he is, and that's apparent. Yeah. Um, but I think she knows that, and I think she sees that he's genuine, which is yeah. kind of what I saw. I, he he doesn't strike me as very bright. Yeah. Um, partially because the just the way his just his diction is weird mm. um but the the he just seems very simple and i think she sees that and she saw that he was very sincere yeah uh, he focused on her and on him he didn't like talk about anybody else or he didn't have some stupid gimmick he focused on her and i think he was rewarded for that so yeah good, good. for that guy i don't think he wins but no. i would put him in the top five right now he still looks baby faced to me. I know. He looks Such he looks he looks like a younger version of that Will guy or the of the of the guy that looks like Prince. Yes. And he, he looks like a, a even younger version of the guy that looks really old that we're gonna talk about that that screwed everything up this week. They look like <laughs> Let's the talk about of, him. Like brothers, like three brothers at different <laughs> stages of their development. Let's talk about him. That would be Jamie. Who got the one-on-one? Yeah. -on -one. Were you surprised by this? Yes, I was. But I also, when he got the one-on-one, -on -one, I thought he did a pretty good job. You know, he, he did an he was, excellent job. Right. He really did an excellent job. And that's we. I texted you 
midway through and I said, do we like Jamie? Do we hate Jamie? I don't know. And your, your answer is kind of like, meh. And then by the end, you said, nah, he's a jack wagon. Let's, let's walk through the evolution of Jamie, if you will. They go rock climbing right. and her at the Joshua Tree, which I think was super which, cool. Which, by the way, I, I think, first of all, she shows up in her active wear. I know. <laughs> With nothing else. Yeah. And everybody just turns into hot pink, biker yeah. shorts, and a sports bra. That's yeah, it. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? And then they drive the Jeep. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay. But at least she might be wear a t-shirt or something. That's or what I thought, too. Yeah. And so, but she didn't need to because she's Michelle and her body's great. What? Right. Notwithstanding that. Then, uh, but, but I think how I did think this? the exact same thing. Even when you're going to the gym, rarely people just waltz up in their sports bra and their biker shorts. Yeah, unless you're Corinne Olympio, so you just had a bunch of plastic surgery. But anyway, so... I think that the, that day that would be like a perfect first date for me. I would yeah. love something like that. Very active, where you're you're get to connect while you're doing that. I, that would be perfect. But just how awkward is it for her that she barely knows this guy and he's looking up a rear end <laughs> yeah. the whole time, the whole you know? time. Yeah. And like, it took them a while to climb that miniature yeah. mountain because you could hear them. They had their GoPros on their helmet, and and like midway through, all you hear is. <sighs> Okay, <laughs> where do I put my foot? Because that's what that what is what Michelle found. She used the word refreshing. Is that yes, Jamie was below her, but he was saying, "Hey, put your foot, go a little bit high." Okay, yes, there, and your left arm, your left hand, yes. And so he coached her through climbing the rock, and so much so that she's like, "Gosh, has he done this before? He knows exactly where to." But she liked that because she wants a uh, partner in life who can be a coach too, but who can also be coached. And she's typically the coach. And so it was refreshing to have that. Why don't you tell everybody why it's so important for new couples to rock climb a mountain together? Because I would imagine there are lots of life lessons that you can learn from this activity. Yeah. Well, let's see. Rock climbing is a lot like a relationship. Yes, tell me how. Um, well, it's it's uh, cold and unforgiving. <laughs> I hate when you turn it on me when I'm trying to set you, you up. Know, it's, 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 it's challenging. You have to rely on one another because yes, it, at times it can be unsafe. But if that other person is below you watching out, you can always rely on them mm. to scoop you up if you fall. Mm, mm. We could just go on for hours with mm. the rock metaphors. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a good a good first date. I thought he did a good job until yep. he didn't, you know, back, back with the castle. Until he didn't. He did, he did lean into the vulnerability part at dinner when he shares that his mom was. His mom had uh, a lot of psychological trauma and issues and suicide uh, uh, inclinations until she horribly committed suicide. When I think he said he was 20, 25 or something. 24, 25. Yes. And, and that was tough, obviously. And so his life, implodes and Michelle is so sweet to respond to that she was crying the entire time he's telling the story and and she says I'm so proud of you and impressed by the way you approach life because his whole thing was you just gotta live your life and it's the only one you're given and make it count and relationships count and they're worth it I think all of that was genuine. I think he wanted her to know and kind of get that out of the way. And she gives him the rose. And then they get to go to a, a personal concert by Caroline Jones. The Caroline Jones? The Caroline <laughs> Jones, who, according to Wikipedia, is known for her duet with Jimmy Buffett. Wow. So that um, one. Jimmy Buffett has, look, and God bless Jimmy Buffett. I mean, that guy turned, I think... <laughs> A marginally, well, a pretty successful career into a, a, an empire of terrible restaurants. Um, have you ever been to Margaritaville, like in no. Vegas? No. It's the most annoying. First of all, I don't like Jimmy Buffett. I, I think he's got a few good songs, but I just think the whole 
beach persona is super annoying. And the restaurant is the most annoying. Like you got people jumping around and like Hawaiian shirts bugging you. It's just. Do they have margarita machines everywhere? Of course they do. And it's, yeah, shake or assault. Ha, ha, ha. That that song plays every five minutes. It's so annoying. (laughs) It's just like a bunch of like, like older, you know, 60 plus guys in Hawaiian shirts with bald top of their heads and a ponytail behind it. It's that's your Jimmy Buffett fan. So if that's her, if that's her demo, she better get to making records because they're not going to be alive much longer. But um, I've never, never heard of her. Um, have no idea who she was. And I would bet if you call Jimmy Buffett, he's never heard of her. Maybe her name is Caroline Jones Buffett. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Hey, or Uncle was Jimmy. Caroline Buffett. Yeah. Un- Uncle Jimmy, can I uh, can I record a song with you? Sure. Um, um, do you drink margaritas? You know, September 29th, 1990 was the last time I had tequila. Okay. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Do you, do you remember that night? <laughs> Uh, all too well, and uh, I also remembered the next morning, which was even worse. So, okay. um, yeah, I don't Never drink again. Never occasionally, again. Occasionally, occasionally. Now, Mrs. Some guy and I had the pleasure of attending a wedding a few weeks ago, and uh, I was. Uh, she, she thought it'd be a wonderful idea to get the table some tequila shots, mm. and uh, I thought, well, I haven't done one in decades, so let me just go ahead and see how this feels. And uh, it it did not. Not taste. good. Yeah, all the memories came flowing back. <laughs> Um, so no, I don't, I don't drink tequila drinks at all anymore because I got really, really sick one time off tequila and it just, it's never left me. Yeah, I get it. Unfortunately, that when, I was, when, I, when I was 10 years old, uh, I, I grew up on a street with a bunch of older kids. And so I tried my first cigarette, uh, because one of my older friends, older sisters smoked, mm. uh, it made me sick. Uh, and then a few weeks later, I tried uh, uh, chewing tobacco, Levi Strauss to be exact, out of the pouch. And I threw up in the woods on Good. my bike. Good. And uh, Never again. Right. So I was fortunate enough to try those at a young enough age to where <laughs> I had no desire ever to do either one of those things ever again. So, so the moral of the story of the listener here is if you have a, a child who's, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11... Just Set up some tequila shots, right. <laughs> tequila shots, cigarettes, and uh, and tobacco, sure. and just let them get it out of their system right away. Perfect. Pretty Disgusting. Gross. I will say before we get off the tequila margarita talk, I had a. I'm typically a daiquiri person because I like rum better than tequila, yep. but I had a mango margarita the other day, and it was delightful. I will say. Wow. Well, good for you. You know, you got a new drink. We need to remind everybody that I will be in town November 4th at an alcohol serving establishment. <laughs> what is the, uh, what is the yes. possibility we can share a, a mango margarita? It's slim to none because it's a brewery. Oh, all right. Well, so what's for that idea? <laughs> we'll be drinking Carbock. That's okay. Fair enough. Yes. It's going to be fun. November 4th. Everybody's invited. You'll see us both. Stephanie will be there. Todd will be there. Laura will be there. All people that you know. Been on so exciting. So exciting. Very exciting. It's also my birthday. Yay. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Maybe I'll bring you a, a mango margarita kit for you. Oh, well, that would be delightful. Thank you. I would love that. All right. Let's talk about the second group date, which is all about basketball, which doesn't seem very fair, but okay, I'll allow it. It is five-on-five five basketball, and Joe, yeah. I would just like to point out, was Minnesota's Mr. Basketball 2011, which means he's the best high school basketball player in the entire state. Yep. So and he's she was, killing it. She was, she was Miss Runner-Up, she said, oh, no. giggled at the end. But she was the runner-up. And so whenever they are, we're practicing, we're shooting hoops, it's going to be fun. So they just kind of start a little game of one-on-one on the side. Everybody stares because of the talent, because it's two good-looking people, because of the banter, because of the natural chemistry, because of the flirty-flirtiness. It's evident that she likes Joe. No question. And I think it was reasonable for what's-his-name to think that they'd met before. I think that that is a reasonable assumption because they were acting very familiar. Yes, they were. And I also think that 
Clayton, I believe, the new Bachelorette, he's the one who pointed out, you know, Joe's good, but he's not being a punk about it. No, he's he was not he, in your face yeah, or he, even when he got attacked, like when when she all that stuff came out where they had known each other, mm-hmm. he he did not take an opportunity to defend himself, get nope. defensive, say no. He just sat there and was quiet. And yep. I think that that's admirable. Yes, um, I think so. He we should point out that he was in a bit of a melancholy mood. His mom had called him to let him know that his coach from growing up, his basketball coach, had passed away. And he did have a moment with Michelle where he's sad about that. And she understands how much an, a coach is to an athlete at a very young age. And so they kind of have a moment, a vulnerable moment like that. But the actual five-on-five game, ironically, Joe's team did not win. And so the losers have to go home and the winners get a cocktail party with Michelle. But hold on a minute. She says, well... I do have an award for the MVP, and that's Joe. Joe, would you like to come to the victory party? Yeah, I think had she not given him that award, well, he gets the MVP, and then he gets the date rose. Yes. Um, which I think was just a little too much for poor Jamie. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think it was reasonable, but let me just – did you not feel sorry for Pardeep? I did. I don't know if Pardeep had ever held a basketball before. I think Pardeep had never um, worn a sleeveless shirt on a basketball court before (laughs) in his entire life. And yeah, I mean, that's got to be terrible. That would be like putting me in a, you know, a calculus class or something. I just, I wouldn't even have the first idea. You know what I mean? Like it's just totally out of his element. And those other guys are, athletic enough to kind of wing it wing it yes was just not even remotely connected to the game (laughs) no he wasn't bless his heart so then let's just skip to the rose ceremony that it was it was fine michelle is feeling good she thinks she's connecting with a lot of the guys and it's jamie who kind of has a group of guys around him. I want to say Martin is there. That short Chris guy was there, maybe one or two others. And he flat out asks, you know, what do y'all think about Joe? Is it weird that she invites him onto the, onto the victory party? She, she creates this way to get him there. And then he gets the date rose. He wasn't even an official winner and he gets the date. Don't we think this is odd? Could they have known each other beforehand? Yeah. And the consensus of the other guys is like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. I don't really yeah. care. The best part was, I don't know who it was, it was one of the guys was like, to your point, he was like, you know, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I'm just going to focus on, it was apparent that they had all watched Claire's season and, you know, they, mm-hmm. they had watched this train leave the station before Yeah, uh, the last two seasons and it just didn't, you know, it just shut everything down. Remember what a downer oh, uh, yeah. Katie's season was when all that yes. stuff was going on? Like, those guys were just de- totally defeated. Not only that, at, at the very least, for just sheer selfishness and survival mode, you don't want your alcohol tap turned off too early, right? <laughs> so at the very least, that's their motivation is, look, we've had a long day. We just want to drink. Right. And uh, so, yeah, nobody bit. Uh, but he went and told her anyway. Well, he he miraculously remembers this rumor that he heard before he left to come that his boy, so his friend, his boy was going into a bar that Michelle was coming out of. And he said, my boy went to his girlfriend and the girlfriend said, oh my gosh, did you see her? That's Michelle. Michelle's the new bachelorette. And he said, oh, that's awesome. My boy is going to be on that show, meaning Jamie. And the girl says, well, that's too bad because I heard she's already booed up with a tall, light-skinned baller. And Martin looks at him and he says, you're just now remembering this? You're just, you know, you just now remembered that this. Yeah. And well, he that, said, that well, I don't answer. feel comfortable, yeah. so I think I need to go talk to Michelle about it. That was something his producer remembered when he was talking to him. <laughs> so 
then he kind of goes around and starts saying, yeah, I, uh, my friend's girlfriend said she's, they said it so many times, booed up with a tall, light-skinned baller. Well, who does that sound like? Who do you yeah. think that could be in Minneapolis? And so it has to be Joe. And so then he goes and tells her and he says, I, I just want to tell you something uh, that's going around the house that you are um, no Joe from before the show. And so she just kind of stares at him and he says, and I quote, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I don't really care about it, but it has taken on a life of its own. And I will tell you that my friend said before I came on the show that you were booed up with a light skinned baller. And she said, so everybody in the house is believing this. And that's when he said, yeah, it's taken on a life of its own. And she's very shocked and it upsets her. She was none too happy. Yes. None too happy. She takes to her room for an extended period. She does. And Tasha has to come talk her through things. And then she goes and talks to the guys. And here's what I appreciate. She said, well, I mean, I guess you all think that I know Joe. I wanted to let you all know that the first time I ever met any of you was all together that first night. I had never met anybody else before then. Now, Joe and I did a couple of years ago DM each other, but we laugh about it because he ghosted me. And so I just want you to know that everybody's on the same playing field. And as for me being booed up before then, it's almost a little bit, how dare you think that I would have that kind of character to have a boyfriend before coming on the show? That's not me. And I, my character feels attacked and I don't appreciate that so i'd like to open up the floor to questions and i said yeah you would now here's my problem nobody said anything nobody said anything and you can tell that's like really we're doing this and that's when she said all right i'm gonna excuse myself i guess i would have said like because the second she left the short chris guy yeah goes where in the world did that come from and there was just this this sigh of agreement that yeah no no one yeah. really who what yeah mm-hmm. so I I was curious well I mean you know it's contrived but I, you know I, I I was curious as to why no one just raised their hand and said hey what in the hell are you talking about exactly um, and the, or somebody could have said well yeah I heard that but I heard it from Jamie um, yeah no one did that and then they're all wondering who said it which is even more mysterious because <laughs> Jamie was the only person that told everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just it came across as hokey and then the other when she finally comes down for the rose ceremony she looks like she's been through the ringer yes um and i think that there was a lot going on there i think she probably realized that she's at the mercy of the mm. show creators yes and she realized she's gotten on the train and it's yep. going down the tracks whether she wants it to or not yep yep and she's thinking it's weak too <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly like yeah. i hope i'm not afraid of planes or race cars because that's next <laughs> um how do you think michelle's been looking I, she looks great i thought she again when she came down she looked like she'd been crying and she tired, didn't look yeah. you know she looked tired but um no I, I think the wardrobe choices i mean look we, we made fun of the athletic wear but she looked good in the athletic she wear. did look good in the athletic wear um, I'd, I'd wear it if i look like that no, no she's in great shape and and she looks she looks good she looks um fresh you know, mm-hmm. like, like she's, she's, uh, ready to go, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, um, no, I, I think she looks great. I think the, um, it's clear that she's favoring Nate and Joe and, you know, she, it's clear who she likes yeah. and I don't think there's an issue with that, but I think that this show has, you know, now we know Clayton's the bachelor and he's already filming. It's clear that they just got tired of reality Stan or whatever that guy's name is just mm-hmm. kind of one-upping them and yeah. they're much more apt to share uh i guess you'd call it spoilers but they're much more apt to share information and let us process it as we go along I, yeah. so i think that's a that's a pivot um on the show's part but no I, I think she's doing a good job so far she's not as um like fun as she was when she wasn't the bachelorette i think mm-hmm. but maybe mm-hmm. that's just the pressure of the show yeah and i think it's coming i think she's I think her personality, this is me just projecting, but I feel like she's such a nice girl, a nice, sweet, genuine girl that it bothers her that she's 
in a position to like so many guys at, at one time. Well, and, right. And she's being forced to sort of play the game now. And yes. she, I think she sees that there's going to be a downside to that, but uh, she was also forced to give the pizza chotch uh, a rose. That was yeah. so apparent that that guy, um, because I, I could just see the production meeting, like, you know, they got three times the reaction out of that guy with that narcissist thing than they ever counted on. Oh yeah. And they're just like, look, we got to keep this guy around. So I'm no really jokes. excited. To see what, I'm really excited to see what, what they do to him next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also looks like next week, perhaps somebody puts two and two together and figures out that it's Jamie who told her the entire house thinks that you're dating somebody else when half of them didn't even know that was a rumor. Yeah. Well, somebody, somebody will be honest with her. And I think it's, it's going to be the sacrificial lamb scenario. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be Chris S the short financial Mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. She doesn't really like him, but he's going to go to her and he's going to level with her. And then she's going to talk to Jamie. He's going to try to talk himself out of it. And he'll probably get himself sent home. Yeah. Agreed. I do want to say who did get sent home this week was Daniel the firefighter who came in on the little toy fire truck, but yeah. also PJ, the firefighter yes. who came in on an actual fire truck. That would have been great to just have them both leave on a fire <laughs> truck. <laughs> Set something on fire and see who puts it out first. Exactly. You get to stay. Uh, Pardeep, bless him. Yeah. He went home. And, and some his... guy named Alec who never spoke a word. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize that guy. Uh, there were also a couple of guys, and I, I just feel like such a dunce this time of the season because there were two or three guys that got roses that I thought I literally had never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure and, one of uh, them's Leroy, and the other one is Spencer. Those two names ring a bell, but not really. And then the other, the other guy, who's the guy with the weird beard? Uh, the weird beard. Is he African American? Like, no, no, no. It's a white guy, like, kind of with a red oh, beard. Oh, yeah. He's the weird um, Canadian Chris G, I believe. Yeah, I, I can't figure he out why that guy got He likes to speak poetry to her a lot. Yeah. I think she likes the tall ones, and she keeps the tall ones, too. Agreed. And, and maybe she saw something on the basketball court or something that impressed her or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I thought that that was a little weird. But we're at that point in the season where she's just handing out you know, she hands out her top five and then she's got the, Hey, you got to keep the pizza guy around. Cause we're going to mess with him next week. So yeah. there's, there's that. And then there's everybody in between that, that doesn't really matter. If you had to pick the top five right now, who would you pick? Ooh, I, I, you know, I don't have the names up in front of me, but Joe and Nate, I think. Are Joe and Nate for sure. Top two. I right would now. Put Jamie, oh, I would what? put Jamie in the top five too, considering she doesn't know what she did. She knows. She knows. True. Yet. That's a good point. I would um, also put Rodney, the Apple guy. Yes, 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 yes. He was funny. Um, he is he, funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy, and she really likes that. Um, he might, I think, I hate to use the term, but he may end up in the friend zone. Yeah, um, that's what I think, too. He's going to be the... But she, you know, one thing I really noticed about her is she does like to laugh, you know? And mm-hmm. I know that sounds silly because everybody likes to laugh, but you could, she appreciates a, a sense of humor is I guess what she I'm does. getting at. And that Rodney guy makes her laugh every single time they talk. Yes. Um, and she even like, when she handed him a rose, he even either chuckled or smiled or said something. And she had a big smile, even though she had been, you know, in the throes of uh, depression. Yeah. Just minutes <laughs> yeah. earlier. And I guess the last one would be Brandon, the one who got the one-on-one from the teacher group date. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I think that guy is going to fizzle out. I don't think there's much more substance to that guy. Yeah, Rick has got to be up there, too. Because he's um, making an impression on her, Mad Lib Rick. Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think um, they were all given a complimentary Carolyn Jones CD? <laughs> hope so i want and, and caroline we, to make it well and then do we know if it's carolyn or caroline because that's don't. You know, i don't want to mispronounce it we don't did we hear country in carolyn jones's voice or do we know if yes. she's a folky or do we she do anything about is, her genre yes she is considered country music okay okay I'll, I'll have to remember that and i may do some research on carolyn jones or caroline jones she might do a trio with Dan Plaché. Dan Plaché equals Carolyn Jones? <laughs> or do you think they'll... Uh, yeah. some, 
they'll add some parentheses, you know, around her name just to keep the equation theme. <laughs> and then we'll have to figure out who sings first. Be like, look, if Carolyn's name is in parentheses, does she sing first or does Dan plus Shay? Hey, thank y'all for listening and a huge shout out to last night's game for creating a bachelorette bracket for us. If you haven't joined us, it's not too late. Check out the show notes for links. And if you'd like to read a recap of episode two of Michelle's season, head on over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years of content. Decades, really. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. I hear they're on sale for pretty cheap over at Amazon. Great Christmas gift ideas. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. Yes.